episodes for this actual play have some Session Zero topics which were agreed to by all players before recording. They include brief depictions of drug use, underage drinking, and some violence. If you have veils or lines for these topics, listen and enjoy safely. Welcome, everybody, to our next actual play. Today, we are going to start our actual play. It'll run for the next few weeks here. have to go through an actual play of A Divine Calling. So, Crystal, we're really happy to go ahead and have you back today. Let's go ahead and, and dive in here. So, I believe up until two minutes ago, we were finalizing our choice of click and deity. I don't know, Glenn, have you, are you ready to reveal who you're going to be playing today? Whoa, I have to reveal it and stuff? I know, yes. right? That's crazy. I don't dun, have a dun, name yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm still working on a name. But I am That's playing right. a stoner click character from, who is a host for Morpheus. I the like sleep it. God. I like, I like that. The dream. That, nice. That's a good combination. Yeah. Yeah. That is solid. That is really yeah. solid. All right, Mr. Miller. You go first. Because okay. I'm still well, clicking the we, deity name, so give you, me a second. And uh, in second, but that's okay. <laughs> no, that, that's fine. <laughs> I am. His name is Danny Tachydactylos, but he his stage name is Daniel of the Dark, and he always every time he says that he releases a little bit of flash paper, so it's always a little bit, you know, Daniel of the Dark, um, off his right hand. He is a nerd click magic deity host of Circe, uh, uh, hence the Greek last name and uh, and the magician archetype. So do you, how do you spell All right, Mr. Miller, now you gotta you go. Daniel of the Dark, how do you spell dark? Ooh, that's a really great question. D-A- so it is D-A-R-Q-U-E. Yeah, no, I, like I would that. leave off the U-E, yeah. that's too English. Just the Q. Ah, just the Q, yep. But also yeah. an exclamation point. So it's a capital D and an exclamation point. Daniel of the Dark. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Heard. Good question, though, Glenn. Oh, perfect. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. That was solid. That's it. All right, Mr. Miller. Now you got to so pick between I, one of the six clicks you've, you tossed out this morning. Yeah. I am going to be playing a floater and leaning into my jock and artist, fine art talents kind of thing. Uh, and for deity, I selected Earth. As far as the name of that deity, I am looking that up because I actually have an idea and I just need to make sure I'm saying it right. My deity's name is Ase Afua, who happens to be an African god of Earth, fertility, love, and procreation because that sounds like a high school thing. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, that sounds very high school. Let's see here. Um... And my name is going to be – I was going to go with Daniel Okoa, but since someone actually took Daniel, I will leave that bit. I have to find a first name, but the last name will be Okoa. Okay. Took my name. Just okay. O- okay, OA? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I guess, Crystal, is there anything else that you need from us before we get into the rest of character generation? No, I think that'll be good. Okay. Once I get Glenn and Leo and Nico's characters' names, I'll be able to add them to your chart. Okay. I have most of a name, i.e. a first name. I'm going to be Morgan. (laughs) That's helpful. (laughs) Oh, can I get pronouns for characters? Yes, oh. I will be a he, him. As will I. Yep. Me too. Perfect. My last name is Crowley. 
<laughs> That's why we are friends. I, uh, are you a supernatural I've fan, probably Josh? Told you, I've, well, I've probably told you numerous times about the number of Aleister Crowley books I have on my bookshelf. That's oh, okay. I was going with being Crowley. Being a magician. From... Yeah. Supernatural. Supernatural. And uh, my character's name would be Ferg- Ferguson Okoa. Ferguson. Totally call you Fergie. Yeah, sure. Fer- Fergalicious. Okay. <laughs> so kinda, yeah. There's a joke there, and my, my wife will find that terribly funny. <laughs> All right. Fergie Okoa. All right, Glenn, do you have a first name yet? I already had a first name. My first name Morgan. is Morgan. Oh, I heard Crowley. I didn't hear Morgan. Well, I had said Morgan Crowley's before. Morgan the first time around. All right. Uh, with all that then, Crystal, I think we've done kind of the basic steps on character generation. I'm ready to turn it over for you because I know I still need stats and stuff like that. Turn yep. it over to you. Carry on. So you guys should be able to fill out your pluses and minuses from your click. And then you should be able to fill out all four or five of your levels from your deity type. We are running, for everyone listening, a level five one-shot so that we can see them do as much epic things as we can. I like it because oh. the nerd gives me plus two to mental and then team mm-hmm. and my bane is basically it gives me it's a what like a negative two. If I fail on a lie to me check, then I'm at negative yes. two the next time I try to lie to me. Yep. So for I magic, you. you should also have a plus one to divine, a plus two to sway someone. Yep. And then and anytime then I make a successful divine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've got those two. Let's and then I've got cage and seeing the future, which are more complicated. So that's but. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Glenn has GM. Okay. And then just to look at it, how do we actually fill in the stats? I'm sure it's in the book as I scroll. Um, But how do we actually fill in the stats? The sheet does not have. So you would next to, so where it says physical, mental, social, and divine, you'd put your Mm -hmm. pluses next to. So if you had a plus to attack, you'd put it next to attack. If you had one Got for it. defend, you'd put next to defend. And if you had one for the stat overall, you put it up in the top in that little box next to it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So plus one to divine and then plus one to sway. Oh, plus two to sway. Yep. Okay. All right. And for everyone, this PDF was so graciously given to me by the people over at Damn Good Games. They did a playtest of our game this earlier this month nice. so go check them out this is the <clears throat> character sheet they made because ours is still under flux yep. so yeah. we're trying out this one to see what we like and what we don't like and then yeah. we'll kind of get with our designer yeah this is nice it's like i like the grid form it's very very easy to lay out so this is nice okay all right so the only bonuses right. that go on those are uh, the ones so that specifically come that's... from your click and your deity correct and your deity, deity. yeah yes so, has everyone filled out their click, their deity, their pluses, their minuses? Yes, ma'am. Pluses and nearly there. Bone saw is ready. Minus. And so, just real quick with the with my clickbane teacher's pet. So it's a negative one to lie to me after I have failed, failed. a lie to me check. Is that Correct. like forever, or is that if I fail one, I'm one. negative one? I'm not. Okay. It's your next one. So essentially, it gives you the bane for your next one, and then you're back to normal. Okay. Great. 
and kind of, and same thing with with close to the divine. Although, so he, actually, here's a question, right? So I'm already plus one to divine, and then on a roll, I am plus one if I succeed on a divine roll. Does that plus one stick as long as I'm continuing to succeed? Yes. Brilliant. Excellent. Yep. Perfect. Should help you be better and better at divine rolls. <laughs> exactly. I like that. Okay. We wanted to build in mechanics that made you feel like you were actually doing what you're meant to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. I've yeah. got my click, I've got my deity type, and I've got my bonus to my stat and the bonus that the click provides uh, here. I think I'm caught up. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, let me give so. you guys your health levels, because those are in here. I just yep. don't 100% know where they're off on my head. You guys are level 5, so you have 48 health. Yep, that I saw. And you guys are level 5. Okay. And we just cool. need D6s, is that correct? Correct, 2 D6s. D6s, yep. Alright. I think uh, this calls for the ice dice. I have my uh, my purple and gold magic dice, which are I love them. They have like little like Triskelion based numbers Ooh. on them, which make them remarkably difficult to read. So that'll be fun. I'm using the dice that I use when I play my bard rogue because they do very well. Rogues nice. always have the best d6s. So okay, I think we're good. Yeah, we are not going to do the social pyramid. We're going to use the one that's already in the PDF. For everyone listening, you essentially will decide where all the clicks go in your social pyramid. For us, we have the top of the pyramid being the jocks and the popular kids, the next level being the overachievers and the fine arts kids, then we have the goth and the nerds, and finally at the bottom, we have the floaters, stoners, weebs, and loners. Excellent. Glad to see the three of us are really peak at the yep. pyramid there. That's fantastic. That's, yep. We are going to do Strings of Fate, which is the character connection process. The way this works is essentially you define your relationship with the person to the left of you. Ooh. Josh will define the relationship with Leonika, Leonika with Glenn, Glenn with Josh. Okay. And you guys can decide who goes first. Cool. Josh, why don't uh, you lead us off? Yeah. I think that probably in sophomore English class. Because I'm assuming, so this is like a prom story. So we're all seniors, mm -hmm. is that? Yes. So I would think probably sophomore English class, you and I were in the same class. And again, being like a studier of like esoteric stuff, and I was always kind of like that kid that was like digging through the weird things. I probably was writing a paper on some some African deity or something like that. And as, as often awkward sophomores are wont to do, I clearly figured that you must have some expertise in this area and i was asking you about them and while you may not have had any expertise you're probably interested in it and like even though that kind of like awkward social interaction that was that was a little bit weird we became friends after that Koa is and he just uses his last name a lot that's like his his preferred name he is an immigrant his parents emigrated here when he was a lot younger so he's grown up here in the states however he is Straddling that line of culture between what his family knew and, and experience and what he's grown up with here and all of the challenges that come along with that, that has really led to him being a floater. And when that when he moved to a new high school, his parents 
changed jobs, moved to a new town, whatever. And one of the first people he met was was Danny. He probably would have just liked the fact that your name had this nice musical sound to him. He's very musically <laughs> inclined. To him, that was just a neat sounding thing. And even though you've probably been here your whole life, he looks at a name that's not Smith david or something like that as being you too must come from somewhere else that's cool for him he just feels that kinship as far as morgan did is just naturally a bit of a nurturer and seeks to protect people and he saw some folks not treating morgan particularly kindly so okoa as he prefers to be called is a bit of a natural nurturer and a protector he feels deeply about the need to grow people protect people and see them be successful and and while he struggles with some of the habits and proclivities of young Morgan, he definitely did not care for the way he's regarded in the social structure of the school and does have some connections with some of the more popular and popular people, the jocks and such. He definitely provides a bit of that shield, at least as far as the jocks go. Like other people, he doesn't do much, but as far as the jocks go, he this is my friend. He's with me. And so at least Morgan doesn't catch those issues from the jocks. And additionally, he just feels like he needs somebody to watch over him because he feels eventually there's going to be problems that he's going to need help with. And he just wants to be a friend. And he can be a bit judgy. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Morgan. You're up. Okay. So I was defining a relationship to... Daniel Dark. Daniel of the so, Dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I met Danny at a party freshman year where he's a little nerdy. All right, he's a lot nerdy. And he was trying to impress some people with his magic, and it really wasn't going great. There's a couple of people who thought it was cool. It's the first high school party. They weren't really here to watch some nerd pull flowers out of his sleep. Yeah. And... Morgan felt bad because he likes everybody. And he's oh, your tricks are awesome. Come over here. Me and my friends love them. And we brought him over and had him doing tricks for us because we were really enjoying just the insane mind-blowingness of what he had going on there. And especially when he went, Danny, live the dark. We all laughed and giggled hysterically. And we, we tried to get him to partake and bring him into our clique to you know, give him at least you know, some mellowness to not care so much but he wasn't feeling it but still it created that bond between with the stoner kids that we liked his magic and it was cool and and so he goes by danny of the dark daniel of the dark but you probably know me as danny it's always daniel, daniel of the dark, dark but daniel his of name dark is danny yeah on my business cards it's like daniel of the dark make that make like a triangle yeah gotcha and that was all right they're a little uptight they're a little they're a little overbearing sometimes i refer to them amongst my friends as mama fergie (laughs) but they're all right they're good people wonderful just for everyone's reference the next step would be that we would create some npcs and then instead of going to the left we would go to the right and every person would create a meaningful relationship with someone else's npc it would be the npc of the person they did not define their relationship with so essentially josh would recreate a relationship with one of morgan's npcs 
and so on and so forth. And that is a mechanic that I really did dig the way that you had set up the strings of fate to create a little bit of a social starting structure right there at the beginning of the game. Thank you. I got that from Kids on Bikes. I was like, I'm obsessed with the idea of creating relationships with people. And then I just had to make it really complicated, of course. We've done at least one other AP where there was something similar to that. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but maybe even a couple now that I think about it, because we've had a number where part of the generation process was how we all related. The space one we did was Stitches and our two characters. Yep. Stitches was the lights out character of that particular one. So that's yep. the name I remember the most. But Aw, um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I had Larone and Aliens. Oh my God! Did you that. have Larone and Aliens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and then there was, but, there was yeah, the real so, thing where kind of our relationships came out through gameplay. So anyway, that'll, that'll, go ahead. Yeah, that. that's a that's really cool. We like that. So. Yeah, we love that mechanic. It it is awesome to give players the ability to to connect and give them in game reasons to go forward together. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot in a lot of new games coming out and things like that. And I actually think it's a very good mechanic that a lot of people are like really throwing into their games. And it makes games more immersive, if you ask me. So since it is a one shot and you guys won't have your initial dreams, let's have you guys explain to me how you guys met your deities. Tell me what the dreams were like. So in normal play, what happens is the lore weaver will have a session zero with each player and they will sit down and they will do this thing called the dreaming. The dream essentially is where the deity comes and says, hey, I'm, I am here for you. Your job now is to destroy the void, yada, 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 gets them set on their path. So what did each of you have for your dream? I can go first. If y'all don't mind, I'll say Afua is a female presenting deity. And as I said, goddess of the earth, lush earth specifically, fertility, love, procreation, and farming. My tradition and heritage is that of farmers. And so there are certain observances that we do surrounding the different seasons. And even though the seasons are different over here in the States, we observe the actual time of the year as part of our family traditions. And so it was not unusual to engage in some rituals or ceremonies involving those traditions. And it was basically the night following that, not terribly long ago, but in the past a bit. So I've been living with this for a while where I started getting visions of walking through the traditional lands. And I don't actually remember being there, but in discussions with my family, I was describing physical places in our homeland accurately and specifically and the different flows and tides of the rivers, the flood seasons and the dry seasons and the different animals that would go there. And that progressed over a long period of time where I just described more and more. And I literally was just like, it was almost like in my dream that I lived in our homeland. And eventually I came to the river during the flood seasons and touched the earth and it rose up to me. And that's when I started speaking with, with my deity. My connection to our traditions was such that she wanted to, she felt I, I was the one she could count on to be her hands and her will in, in, in the coming troubles. Wonderful. So when you came out of your dreaming and you guys did make that connection, you would have been given a token. Each character is given a token of a way they can communicate with their deity. So you have a little elephant necklace and it looks as if it's made out of raw rubies. 
Very cool. All right, Glenn, do you have one? Do you want to go next? Or? Sure, I'll go next. Okay. Wait, so just to make sure I understand the question, it was like, <laughs> how did I meet Morpheus like the first yes. time in the dream? So check, like, I really stoned, man. I was like totally baked out of my mind on this great indica that I'd just gotten from my friend. And you know what they say about indica, right? The way you can tell the difference is sativa. You know, it just means sativa. It doesn't have anything fancy. But indica is like so relaxing. It could make you pass the right out, man. And man, best sleep I've ever had in my life. Totally into couch. That's the fancy word for indica. Into couch. That's how you remember. And I was sleeping, and I was dreaming about this big giant pile of pastries. Then suddenly the dream shifted, and I was in this weird, like totally surreal, matrixy kind of move room. And Lawrence Fishburne showed up, right, man? And he's like talking to me about this great reefer I just smoked. And uh, wait, I forget. Oh, okay. And then he was like, it gets a little fuzzy and hazy, but he apparently is the god, Morpheus, who invented Indica. And in the end, he was like, I really feel like you should be like one of my people, man, and go out in the world and spread my joy and snoozleness, right? And he offered me a choice. He said, I got to be sure in my right hand. No, I you did not. Best indica in the entire world. And he holds up this bright blue joint. And then in my left hand, I've got like the sativa that's going to take you to the moon. You can be so excited and energetic and flying around and creative. And he's like, which one you want, bro? And I, of course, chose the blue joint. And the rest is history, man. So much like every other person who's had a stoner, I will give you your grinder is your communication. So when you are not dreaming, the way you communicate will be to hold your grinder. Unless nice, you're a vape person, like, then it'll be a vape. It's like this big around and it's like and it's bright blue, blue and it says Morpheus across the top of it. Yep. It wasn't blue before, and it didn't have any words on it. It was like a generic, cool-looking, cheap little plastic grinder. Now it's made of, like, blue titanium. It You've thrown that thing. It's been on the ground. It's been run over. It's been lost. Always comes back in perfect condition. Nice. That's amazing that you made Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus. That's just, like, How chef's could I kiss. Not? Chef's what? kiss, my friend. <laughs> chef's kiss. That's amazing. Okay. Morgan's seen the Matrix, so it just was already in his brain. Danny first met Cirque when it's been, it's actually been a while because he's been, he was always like the kid that like did like magic for his family and everything like that when he was like seven. They, like every Christmas he would get a new magic trick or something like that. And so he was very much, he was very much connected. You no, know, he always knew that he wanted to be a magician and everything like that. And he was like working through his act and always felt like it was missing, it was missing something. And one, you mentioned earlier, kind of like the strands of fate and kind of the connections between all of us. One of the things that, and if Glenn's okay with this, I go through this, but when we became friends, I started dating his sister and like, 
it was as I was kind of like working through the act, really what I really realized is that I needed a partner. Like a true magician has his assistant. And when that happened, again, I was just kind of like working through the details. That's when Cirque made it apparent to me that, that yes, that this was beyond just like parlor tricks and everything like that, that I was really, uh, that I was really born for greatness and uh, and very much uh, ready to go ahead and carry this to the next level. That was, but that was really until I, until my eyes had been opened to, to the world beyond my magic kits, they did not think that I was ready. And then I was like, ah, ha ha, now you're there. So. So Cirque has your flash papers. Those are how you communicate with Cirque. Excellent. So every time you want to talk to them, you have to do Daniel of the Dark. You have to do a flash, and then you'll be able to talk. Cool. I like it. Sergey's tried a couple different things with you, but is you didn't take the scarves. How can we talk? Oh, <laughs> right. you didn't take the flowers. How can we talk? Totally, yeah. Oh, because he's absolutely the guy before Morgan's sister and I started dating. Like every time he'd go on a first date, he'd pull like the fake flowers out of his lapel <laughs> to go ahead. And so he was totally like that guy. So like, I can imagine how Sergey tried to get his attention for a while. Even Sergey like, was like, no. I'm sure the cards will be the one. No, he yeah. didn't take them. Again, even how like one of the things that Morgan and I bonded on is like, I've got a bunch of books by, Al- by Aleister Crowley. And I'm sure like maybe they were the sign at some point. Maybe I can get through three books, that kind of thing too. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So he was not reluctant because he always wanted to do magic, but it was more just like he couldn't see past his own feet. So Nice. So that should set us up in the world a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about your school. So you guys go to a school known as Elk Grove High. It is a public school. There, of course, is many different people who go to this school, but recently... You guys have been dealing with the issue that all of your deities have said, hey, there's this thing called the void. We didn't think it was here. We thought that this little like backlogs, woods kind of school, kind of 1A small school wouldn't have any weird void stuff, but it did. So you guys have been actively kind of looking for the void because your deities would have said, they're trying to kill us. They want to plunge the world into total darkness. They want to make sure that no one ever has the beautiful blessings and bounties that we give to the earth. So far, you guys have had no issues. You guys have been working on this for months. And as prom started to approach, the nominations for prom queen and prom king came up. And each of you, unbeknownst to you, found your names on the list for prom king. So just be aware of that. So you all went out, you all got tuxes, Danny got a corsage, and you guys all decided we're going to rent a limo together. This is going to be the best night of our lives. You guys have been watching all those movies, been trying to figure out what's going to be the prom moment, and all those things. And you guys are ready and looking towards the future. And all of your deities are very excited for you because they see this as a rite of passage kind of situation for you. We will start with you guys checking in. You guys are getting ready. You guys arrive. They ask you to check in so they know who all is here. You sign in and then you make your way into the gymnasium of your high school. The theme is Starry Night. So everything (laughs) is dark blues and golds and it's shimmering and there's a lot of gold balloons and multiple different arches. The floor has been set up so that it looks like there's glitter everywhere. As you look down, you're like, it is actually glitter everywhere. That's kind of 
dangerous. Yeah. Who thought of that? That's never going to sure. come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's never. There's going to be little gold star glitter forever. <laughs> Janitorial's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have to clean this up. <laughs> there but are tables. will make us dance better. Yes. <laughs> there are tables with cheap Dollar Tree tablecloths because you guys have small schools, so you guys are on a budget. The fact that they got that many balloons is amazing. We will start the session with everyone giving us their first roll. We're going to have everyone roll investigation. This is a mental step. The way rolling is done in this game is it can be prompted by either the lore weaver or it can be prompted by the players. So if you guys are like, I want to look for something or I want to do something, tell me and you can roll for it. If I have something I need you to do, I'll tell you. Cool. Roll 2d6. Yes, 2d6. And then add any bonuses you have. So that's a 14 for, your... for me. <laughs> nice. boxcars. I've got a 7. Which stat are we adding to this? I rolled an 11. You are adding your investigation, which is a mental stat. Plus 1 for 12. Perfect. So what did everyone get again? Sorry. A 14 for me. 14? 7. 7. 12. 12. Cool. So, Luanika, you failed. You're just taking it all in. You're basking in this really great thing because you've never seen anything like it. You go to school is boring. Everything is just generic school, but this is a feat in your eyes. Glenn and Josh, both of you got critical successes. So tell me what you guys want to find. What are you specifically looking for? How do you want to experience what you see when you first walk in? So I think that the first thing that I would be looking for is how the layout of the prom floor has, how it has impacted through the social pyramid, right? So I want to know, I want to know where kind of each distinct group of people is starting to hang out. And not necessarily because I want to avoid one group or gravitate towards another or anything like that, but I more just want to be, I want to be very keenly aware of where everything is. And on the other angle on that, I also want to know, because sometimes my magic takes a little bit of space to develop. And so I want to know that when magic time comes, because magic time will come, I, I want to know where the area of, of most effect and at least possibility of destruction would be. Yes. So looking around, the things you notice is, as of right now, it looks like everyone's just sitting. No one's really on the dance floor. DJ's not playing a lot of bops. The jocks and the popular kids do seem to have taken up the four tables right against the dance floor area. The overachiever, fine arts kids, goths, and nerds are spread out throughout the other tables. There's about... 12 tables. The floaters are sitting with whoever they would consider their main clique. So some of them are sitting with the overachievers, some are with the jocks and popular kids, so on and so forth. The stoner kids are hanging out in the back right. Every now and then they'll get up and walk over to another table, assuming to do some trading. The weaves all, because there's three of them at this school, they've all taken chairs from tables and they don't even have a table. They're just sitting in a little triangle of three chairs off to the left. And then the loners, you don't see many of them, honestly. Sure. Yep. Okay. Glenn, what would you like? So Morgan, <clears throat> as he steps through the door, and is scanning the room, holding in both hands a giant platter 
of brownies that have bright blue frosting on them that say King Morgan, because it's never too late to campaign last minute, right? Yep. And he's scanning the room and he's looking for a couple of things. He's looking for vibes. It's all about feeling out the vibes because he doesn't want to go where in, over there where those kids with harsh vibes are that are just being, they're just going to be jerks because, you know, those smooth paths of good vibes and happiness, that's where his brownies are going to go and he's going to score more votes. But he's also trying to scope out to make sure he knows where two other things are. Snacks. And the nearest door that he can slip past a teacher to go take a couple of hits and then duck back in. So the best way to get around teachers you've ascertained would be to go to the bathroom. Um, or you do notice that like the back door to the gym that leads to the locker rooms is unattended. You're not sure if it's unlocked. Just generally, the weaves are incredibly receptive to anything. They just like social interaction. The stoners would be more than happy to hang out with you as always. They're always happy to accept more brownies from their great friends. They like your brownies a lot. Else, you see there's maybe in the other tables, there's a couple that might be a little, eh. It's a little bit more like the overachievers and the nerds, the ones who are not necessarily, I watch comic book nerds. It's the, or I watch, I read comic books. Wow, you can't, you can, but you can't. They don't do much not when those. you just watch them. So not those type of nerds, but like the super smart, like I take computer science and I do robotics and I'm number three in my class. Those kids plus the overachievers who are also, I'm number one in the class. They're a little uptight. You think you might be able to get them some brownies and that might fix the situation. But I definitely got to slip them a couple, oh, see yeah. who's receptive and help them relax for the night and have a good time. Yes, but you do feel kind of tension and harsh vibeness over there. The jocks and the popular kids, they don't really seem to notice what's going on other than what's at their table. One table in particular, you do seem to feel some negativity from. It is a table with six kids at it. They are three of the nominees for prom queen and their dates. So you have Stacy, who is nominated for prom queen and her boyfriend, Tyler, who is the quarterback. Stacy is the head cheerleader. Oh, I hate them already. Okay. They very much act like they run the school, but you guys do know Stacy is nothing without the rest of the cheerleaders. One-on-one, -on -one, she's not particularly apt at social conflicts. She usually uses the rest of the cheerleaders to do all of the bullying kind of situation, but she herself always is out of it. Next, you have Tiffany and Alan. They are your leading lady and your leading man when it comes to theater. You guys have not only seen them kiss in the hallway, you have seen them kiss on stage, and it's about the same level of gross each time. <laughs> Love is beautiful. <laughs> Yes, but it's really kind of, it's spitty and there's a lot of tongue and their hands are in awkward places. It's like clearly they like each other, but they just don't know how to kiss. The rains must flow, but sometimes we must steer the direction of the river. And finally, you have Sarah and Ryan. 
Sarah and Ryan are the kind of floater popular kids in the sense that neither of them really are popular because they're not cheerleaders or anything and Ryan doesn't play sports. They just have a lot of money and they have a lot of cool technology and they're Sarah's parents. Sarah is the mayor's daughter and Ryan's family owns the kind of like local club hangout for kids. So there's a lot of like clout around their name. And those two are together. So you do notice that Sarah, Tiffany, and Stacy are just glaring at you because they feel that their boyfriends should have been nominated for prom king, mm. and they were not. Interesting. Are there any other nominations? Yes. So it's not just between the three of us. There are right. other There's prom one king other. contenders. Yes. There's one other person who has been nominated for a prom king. His name is William. William is kind of the humanitarian kid. He is a floater, but he is liked and loved by everyone. He's kind, he's generous, he's given people his lunch, he's paid for people to do things. He just overall is just a genuine good being. Immediately makes me skeptical of him. Got it. He's a very nice person. I am a fan. And the other prom queen nomination is Evelyn. She is the captain of the JV cheer squad. Even though she is a senior like y'all, she is not particularly good at cheerleading. But because she is a cheerleader and she was the JV captain, she was able to snag enough votes to make it onto the ballot. She would make a very handsome queen. <laughs> she is Watch, no more you flexible. Close to emotion there, my friend. Like, uh, hold on there. Whoa. <laughs> a little stoic. Filled with emotion. Filled with emotion. And emotion goes with this fantastic suit. Do you not like the way the black embossing on the red and velour? Work works. That is. It is very stylish. Yes. That 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 is tight. That is tight. You will see that Danny is wearing. Actually, it's probably his own neatly tailored tuxedo. Uh, something that he wears on stage, but doesn't have the span. Doesn't have the sparkly jacket this time. It's just like very like neatly cut tailored jacket. And the only thing that makes it a little strange is that there's a peak of a red vest underneath it, as opposed to uh, your standard black. Akoa's, I described the jacket. It's basically a velour tuxedo jacket with just black and embossment with all kinds of designs and characters. It's not quite as busy as Paisley, but there's definitely a structured design element and elegance to it. And it's all all throughout, like down one side, down the arm and down the other arm, but the left side is clear. So it's just very stylish and asymmetrical in its design. He has a, a bow tie that has that same pattern on it. And he is wearing a black tuxedo shirt his cufflinks and the buttons are all that same ruby color. They're not legitimately rubies. His necklace is prominently displayed and he's wearing red patent leather shoes, but they're a deep red that kind of matches the suit aesthetic. And he has a pair of sunglasses that have that, that earthy red tint to it. 
and his hair is this nice, almost a high and tight, but it's a little bit higher than that, but very sharply cut. The lines are impeccable. And he has just like the barest formation of a tiny little thin strip of beard and goatee that kind of like that, that forms. And it's, it, he's in high school. It's not thick. It's not brilliant, but it, it's there just enough so you can see it. And he, and, and he looks suave. So Morgan's tux is classic black, but I say because when the light hits it just right, it looks like a super dark navy. But then he's got more of a sapphire blue shirt underneath it, and he looks blue. He matches the decor very well, but his is much cooler. I like it. So, gents, what would you like to do? So, How would you like to spend your evening? So, let me start. What is our general impression of the other nominees for prom king and queen? I think that... I think I can discern a little bit here, but what? how do they treat us more than anything else, I guess, is really the question. Yeah. So Stacy does not talk to you at all. She literally will ignore words coming out of your mouth situation. Yeah. You're more likely to hear from Evelyn because she is one of Stacy's lowers. Evelyn has, on occasion, called Daniel, Daniel of the Dorcas. Um, oh, that's awful. <laughs> Um, she she has told you magic is lame kind of things like that she very much every time she like will drag on any person ever she can very clearly tell she does it then she looks at Stacy for approval yeah okay. she doesn't particularly rag on Morgan that much because she looks at Morgan and she's like not worth it not in a just in a there's nothing i can just actively go oh you're a stoner that's terrible because then she's got to deal with all the other stoners it's very much there's nothing outwardly facing she can grab and hold on to and then with uh, again doesn't really she thinks you're nice she thinks you're just nice so she doesn't particularly pick on you she has on occasion there's a chance Yes. <laughs> she has on occasion, you've seen a little bit of a softer side from her sometimes where you'll be saying something and she's, it's pronounced this way, kind of not in a mean way, but in an actual genuinely trying to help you situation kind of way. Tiffany is not particularly mean in any sense of the word. She's kind of the delusional person. She's one loves me kind of situation. So whenever you speak to her, she assumes you're coming to her for some important reason. She loves watching magic. She thinks it's super cool, but she also does think that you're coming to show her magic because she is important and it's like an offering situation. She does buy brownies on the regular, but it always coincides with after she's been drug tested. She's like, I was just tested. They can't kick me out of UIL, so here we go, I can buy a brownie. And then she loves your style. She's always asking you where you buy your clothes because she wants to be important. She wants to look important. So she's always asking where to buy clothes from you. Sarah, she only talks to you in class and only like during group projects. Again, it's not so much a I dislike you kind of situation. It's a we're not friends situation. Never mean would say hi to you in a hallway situation the 
other nominee for prom king is William again nicest guy in the world you can ask him for five dollars and he'll give it to you you have one time Danny probably accidentally caught something on fire and he was right there <laughs> he said oh no he has helped Morgan with situations so if Morgan was like too baked to do their locker code he was able to do it for you things like that he's always willing to lend a helping hand and just overall a good person he will do anything you ask and you've seen that go to his detriment a little bit he was the kid who ate bugs in kindergarten because he thought it made people like him more interesting he did not season them correctly and had the wrong bug <laughs> probably yeah most likely he was probably eating roly polies out of the dirt no they're not good <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com, where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram at TT Journeys. Joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. Our full episodes come out every week on Friday. And every Tuesday features actual play and gameplay showcase episodes. Looking for early access? You can support the show and get episodes before everyone else at www.patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. Check it out today and see all the awesome benefits we bring to our supporters. Lastly, if you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, you would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And we bid you fair tides, friends, for Legends Awake.